Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here. Streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blank. We are here. We are back with another ticker to cover in our series. The top 24 stocks under $24 a share for the year 2024. Brought to you by the Bullish Picks Podcast. I'm your main man, Hunter Grand, Ken Blanks-Harrell, and we are getting it in. We are counting down to the top 24 on my list. And again, it's just my watch list, my radar. The only criteria I really had in it, like I just didn't throw out a screener search for any old stock under $24 a share, okay? I know I owe the community a little bit better than that, of course. And so um, I made sure that they were actually legitimate companies trading on either the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ as the only two exchanges they could be listed on. They all have a market capitalization. They have a minimum of $2 billion. So there is no company on my list that's worth less than $2 billion. So we have mid-cap stocks on there that are $2 billion to $10 billion. And also have large cap stocks on there that are between 10 billion and 200 billion. And then you might even sneak up and see a mega cap stock on there, which is any stock that's worth over $200 billion in market capitalization. And of course, as you remember, market capitalization is the equation of how many shares are outstanding multiplied by today's stock price. So today's price times the outstanding shares equals how much that company is worth on Wall Street, all right? And I always feel comfortable with higher market capitalizations. And we could dig deeper into that in more episodes, but just know that I did have some criteria when um, selecting these companies and also paid attention to the names and the brands and what they do. Even if they're a conglomerate and you may not be familiar with their name, they own key reputable brands that have either domestic reach, nice domestic 
footprint in the United States and or globally. So keep that in mind. So we go down my list. I'm going to take a moment here to have my, you know, my little, my little brag moment. This is a little one. I ain't going to go too far in it. But a list that I had on my 2023 list panned out. And I know a lot of people ate off of this um, particular selection and made my list. And I can call out the upside. And that is none other than Carnival Corporation and PLC, otherwise known as Carnival Cruise Lines. At the time, a year ago, at the time we did the recording, Carnival was not even the cost of a burger, if, if I recall. Is Carnival Corporation, CCL is their ticker. That's right, Carnival Cruise Lines. Um, ticker is currently trading at $7.76 per share at the time. And I was telling folks, you know, back up the truck. You can start picking it up because I knew by with the, you know, the pandemic and everything happening, those cruise ships were sitting in the sea for years. And people were scared to, to buy tickets or go aboard for a while. Like, you know, they get out there and it it was we all heard about the stories of the cruise ships being stuck at sea because somebody coughed and they had to quarantine for a whole month somewhere in some foreign country, can't even handle their business or be with their life and family and stuff like that. So those memories are starting to subside and for some people, but everybody ain't came back outside just yet. A lot of people have, but everyone ain't came back out yet. And we know we still see masks being worn in public spaces. So everyone isn't over COVID from a reality standpoint, from a, they may have something or someone close to them may have some, or just a precautionary standpoint. Everybody's not comfortable that everything is back. So I don't personally think that all that has to be said and done as it relates to Carnival Cruise Lines has been said and done. I don't think so. I think that um, this past year was the first real year where you start having people back cruising like that. And you see advertisements now more for the cruise lines as an industry. And I think that tides can raise all ships. High tides can raise all ships, pun intended. I think that the industry itself is due for a rebound because they were one of the industries that got hit the hardest from the uh, shutdowns. And so I think you'll see a lift consistently with Carnival, with Norwegian, as well as Royal Caribbean. All right. Now I know that Virgin has a uh, all adult cruise as well. And just how I rattled all that off, I think it's very important that you know a lot more than just about your company that you choose to invest in. You should know about the industry that they compete in. What are their com direct competitors up to? Right? How do you invest in McDonald's and don't know what Wendy's or Burger King is up to? Like, how is that even possible? Right? So you want to know what your competitors are up to. I bet Pepsi know what Coke up to. Right? I'm sure FedEx knows what UPS is up to. And if not, they should. So you want to do some homework always on the competitors, especially direct competitors in an industry. Because how do you know that the horse you're riding is the, the winning horse? You might not even be on the right horse. You might say, wow, the direct competitor has a, a more upside potential. And that could be for a variety of reasons. But as, at its base level, it's either in the charts and as a technical analysis, or it's under the hood looking at the financial statements 
which is a fundamental analysis. So if you, again, if you got in, when we were talking about it last year, you, you ate well. Right now, Carnival Cruise Line is trading at $16.80 a share. In the last 52 weeks, all right, in the last year, since I told y'all to get on Carnival Cruise Line, the 52-week low was $8.37. We could have got in as low as 837 in Q1 of 2023. By the time it got to Q3, Carnival Cruise Lines reached the 52-week high of $19.74. You could have put in $8 and got out $19. And when it was $8, when it was under $10, I was like, back up the truck. You all, we all can afford to get 100 shares. If nothing else, we can get 100 shares. Right? It's $8. We can all get 100 shares. But now that 100 shares went from $8 to 19 you know what I mean? To 1900 you made some money. You more than doubled up. So instead of booking, putting your money to book a cruise, you could have bought 100 shares of Carnival waited a year and got a free cruise with the profit. Carnival Cruise Line is currently trading at under 17 bucks a share. The one-year target estimate by the good folks over at Yahoo Finance is $20.84. I also have a reading over here at tipranks.com for $21.12. We're looking at potentially anywhere from a 20, 25% upside potential yet to go on the share. And we already talked about all we getting in return in the annual basis in the bank is 0.05% or something like that. Maybe 5% if you lock up a CD. You mean I can get 20 to 25% growth potentially? on Carnival Cruise Lines. And some of these names is, again, they fly under our, under our nose, but the opportunities exist, they're out here. You don't have to always be some out of this world stock you never heard of, just trying to discover the cure for some rare disease that only 8,000 people in the world have. There's no market for that. But there's a market for cruising, right? Human beings have been enjoying traveling the water for centuries, possibly millennium. Since biblical times, we've been in ships traveling the seven seas. Why would we stop now, right? Nothing fundamentally happened with any of their business models. The people who like cruising love cruising. They have a cult-like following. You get to go all, all kinds of destinations all around the world. A lot of them are like all-inclusive resorts on water. Why would people stop cruising? It's just a matter of time. I think the concern is safety, and I know a lot of the customer base was retirees and seniors. So when uh, the COVID stuff happened, that population stopped, and that hurt them the most. All right? Younger people are more, more adventurous and give it a whirl and go out there, but they're making the price points very affordable for all people. They're trying to, again, advertise more market and win customer back. So one thing I like to do when I'm doing some research, I also like to look at the top news headlines. So I'm going to just give you a quick rundown of some of the news headlines that jump out at me. Royal Caribbean, Q4 earnings, top estimates, but revenues lag. So as I'm researching Carnival, the first news article is actually about their direct competitor, 
Royal. Next article headline, Wall Street analysts predict a 29.5% upside in Carnival. Here's what you should know. So this article is seeing up to a, almost a 30% upside. I called out 20 to 30%. I said 20 to 25, actually. They're calling out 30%, which is even more bullish than my sentiment. But I tend to be a little more conservative as it relates to topside um, expectations. I don't want to over be overly enthused about the potential gains and not being conscious conscious about the potential risk of loss. Okay. Another article headline reads, Carnival Cruise Line has one key focus in 2024. Is it time to buy the stock? Question mark. Another headline reads, Carnival Corporation and PLC provides update on strong bookings momentum and reroutes Red Sea Transits. Another uh, last article headline, Carnival's new celebration key to feature five distinct areas designed to maximize the fun. So one of my processes I do, and I do at some point read the articles, but I don't read every article in its totality. I like to get a vibe at, at an overview, at a glance first, and then dive into the articles in a sequence that most interests me. Right, Because as you read them, you're reading the most recent news article at the top, and as you scroll down, you're getting what happened prior, but sometimes it's the stuff you got to scroll down and read that may actually be the most important, not what just came out. So I like to get a vibe, but if I can look at the first five to ten headlines from credible Wall Street sources and business sources, I should be able to get a vibe of what you're up to. Right? If I, if I look at ten articles and eight of them are bad, you're probably in trouble right now. I probably, it, should, it should raise a red flag. Like, they, you got a lot of bad press right now. And then I want to dig and investigate why. Especially if it's a, st a stock I already have in my portfolio. All right? But we, we read, like, the first five for Royal, I mean, for uh, Carnival. The first article was about Royal Caribbean, their direct competitor. But all the articles for overall were positive. Other than the piece of that Royal Caribbean's revenue lag, but their revenue lagging isn't a problem directly for Carnival. They're not talking about Carnival's revenue lagging. They're talking about Royal Caribbean's. So some of the statistics, other than what was already given, Carnival Corporation is in the consumer cyclical sector, travel services industry, and has 106,000 full-time employees. The company was founded in 1972, so over 50 years, and it is a very popular brand. I've actually done some like surveying of people just to get a vibe because, as you know, I've been talking about Carnival Cruise Lines from a rebound standpoint for a while now. And part of what I do is I talk to family and friends. Like I have an uncle. My uncle has been on dozens and dozens of cruises. So I, I use him as a source to start. And then, of course, got introduced to other people who cruise. And I just kind of, you got to ask questions at times. It's okay to be curious, especially if you're a shareholder. If you're part owner of a company, you want to keep your ear to the street and get a vibe of what people are saying about the brand that you own, right? We work hard for our money, and we're investing into these companies, and we expect a return 
and we expect performance. So, um, so far, so good. Carnival has been performing. Every indicator that I'm looking at in the source is seeing more upside potential. The demand is out there because we know that people had to add pent up frustration through the pandemic that they couldn't get out there. So with that cabin fever, you've seen the spike. It's been rallying. And just to put some things in perspective, if you guys go back and look at a five-year chart on Carnival Cruise Line, you will see that December 1st of 2019, the end of 2019, essentially 90 days before the announcement of the pandemic, Carnival Cruise Line was over $50 per share. 90 days before the announcement of COVID, Carnival Cruise Line was over $50 per share. Today, it's $16.80. 90 days before the announcement of COVID, this was a $50 stock. I'm looking at a five-year graph right now. December of 2019, by March, if we had the patience to wait five years from today, right? A $17 a share as adults with a savings plan. We, if we, if we want to, if we want to, we can get a hundred shares by the end of the year. We could do that, right? We could do that. Is it is it possible? I'm I'm gonna multiply sixteen eighty times two. That's thirty three dollars. Is it possible that we blow thirty three dollars a week on something we don't need, on something we wanted but really don't need? Was that two DoorDashes? Was it? I mean, what was it? What was $33 that we could have sacrificed that week? Was it happy hour? We all got different habits. Is your refrigerator full of styrofoam takeout boxes like mine used to be? Till I realized I had to find my missing money. See, if you have something better to invest in, you invest your time and money in, you would do better. Because, see, if you know better, you have a responsibility to do better. And we know we could do better with our money than drinking it up, smoking it up, or take out eating it up, which are some of the most common, you know, waste of money. Some people is 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 too much shopping, it's too much fashion over and stuff like that. All right. Some people is traveling. They like to always be somewhere so they can take their pictures on the internet, wheels up. But as we're out here being consumers, we're making these public trade publicly traded companies. Wealthy, they're worth billions of dollars. And we're also making the people who own shares in these companies wealthy. My only question is, are any of these people us? Because this money is moving around whether we participate in it or not. So why not take advantage of what's out here, especially when you have people giving you some games, something good that you can use. All right. So I always say, each one reach one so we can teach one and make another one better. And at Bullish Institute, we're always about education, enlightenment, and empowerment. And 
I want us to all just grow, grow better, and continue to help spread the gift of financial literacy. So that's all I got for you right now. Don't make us be the best kept secret on the internet. We don't want to be that no more. Please get the word out. Share. Tell a friend. Text a friend. Tweet a friend. Have them pull up and tap in. We out. Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at MountSinaiOliveOil.com.